Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sea View Quantum Radio Network. I'm your presenter, Daniel, and I'm here with your host, Claudia Pareco. Sea View would like to welcome a new monthly show on the topic Awaken Your Divine Feminine, a series with Marianne Candido, where every month we will meet one of the seven sacred sisters and go through an activation towards our feminine empowerment for women and men too. You've come here for a reason. Every soul creates contracts before incarnating in physical form, explains Marianne. These contracts are not always easy to fulfill, but we try. After the activation, Marianne will take callers for Goddess Message Insights. Want to jump the long list of callers and get your call today? For only $11, we take your call. Simply submit your payment at www.paypal.me slash p-u-r-e-c-o slash 11 and message Claudia Pareco on Facebook or in our chat room and let her know you have submitted your payment along with the number you're calling from. If you're being called to be spirit-led, then you know that this life you're experiencing here and now can be so much more fulfilling. Are you ready to unlock this wisdom? Reclaim your voice? Embrace your power? And align to the sacred? Marianne Candido works with clients from all over the world. Please contact her directly for questions outside of her show at www.mary. A-N-N-C-A-N-D-I-T-O dot com or contact her on her Facebook page, Coach Marianne Candido. Now, let's enjoy the activation of the day. Welcome everybody to Awaken Your Divine Feminine. And the episode of today is about the lover. Marianne is also going to share with us her work, her divine feminine work with for those people that are in toxic relationships. And she'll share that. So everyone can um, see how the lover and this aspect of ourselves can be related when the divine feminine is out of balance. But let's bring Marianne so she can explain us in better words, in better way, all of what she does. And let's start with a beautiful poem by Anais Nin. Thank you, Marianne, and welcome. Hi, Claudia. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. So when talking and thinking about the energy of the sacred sister, the divine feminine, the lover, there's no other poet out there that truly exudes the lover's essence than Anais Nin. So I found this poem, and I thought it was absolutely perfect to feel and to be in that presence of this lover energy. And I'll, I'll share that with you here. It was not only that June had the body of the woman who climbed every night upon the stage of music halls and gradually undressed, but that it was impossible to situate her in any other atmosphere. The luxuriance of the flesh, its vivid tones, the fevered eyes, and the weight of the voice, its huskiness, became instantly conjugated with sensual love. So that phrase, that paragraph of Anais Nin's poetry, you can feel the essence of the lover in that. And in just about everything Anais Nin has, has written, you can just feel it. She just it exudes sensuality and erotica of writing. She breathes passion into the words on the page, and she truly harnesses the lover, sacred sister. Now, the lover is in each and every one of us. 
Now, it doesn't always look like uh, an erotica novel, right? Our lives don't always look like an erotica novel, even though sometimes we wish they would, right? But the lover is always present. Now, some lead with, with the lover. Like I would say, even though I never known her personally, um, Elizabeth Taylor, she had, what was it, eight or nine marriages. She was all about romantic love. Now, we'll talk about more of the lover that it's not just about romantic love, but we'll talk about the romantic aspect of it at this time. Um, so for me to look at Elizabeth Taylor, that comes to mind, that she was a hopeless romantic. She was the lover in her full glory within. Uh, she was a Pisces. I'm a Pisces. I can totally relate to that. Uh, you know, when I left my marriage of 18 years, it was a very uh, dysfunctional, toxic marriage. Um, my main priority was finding my soulmate, the one who would love me forever for me, who I was, not uh, who I needed to be for him. Right. So I was all about I was kind of obsessed. You could say I was obsessed with finding my soulmate. But I relate to Elizabeth Taylor in that way because love is so important. Romantic love is so important in our lives to have that heart connection, that that uh, soulmate fire burning within the two of you that you know you're meant to be. So I can see the lover in Elizabeth Taylor. And, you know, Pisces are known to be extremely loving, passionate, sensual, and they are suckers for romance. So that's kind of the inner priority for many Pisces, Pisces women. Um, and not just saying that it's just Pisces. There are many different women who aren't Pisces that lead with the lover and that exude uh, the lover in all her glory that, uh, you know, and, and I want, do want to talk about, you know, that it's not just that primal and erotic joy that brings the lover's presence uh, to the front and center. Um, it's the passion. And when I talk about passion, I'm not just talking about passion for your partner, right? Your romantic partner, passion for what you do in life, passion for your causes. So you see, when you are passionate, you are bringing the lover forth. You are harnessing the lover energy. If you are passionate for a certain cause and you work towards that cause or donate your time and you're on a mission to, to do whatever it takes to help a certain uh, nonprofit or charity or organization or cause, you are exhibiting the lover. You are harnessing the lover energy. So keep that in mind. It's not all about eroticism and, you know, romantic love, although that's part of it. Uh, now, some of the traits of the lover, you know, we talked about the passion, the sensuality, the sexuality, the eroticism, the primalness, but she is also about the playfulness. So the lover exudes that playful exuberance in everything she does. She makes everything fun and joyful. She makes the mundane joyful and playful. She'll find a way to, to make it playful and enjoyable. Okay. Um, she appreciates the beauty in all things. It's, you know, it's that heart space. So, you know, you can look at someone or something, you can see their negative traits, or you can see their, their beautiful traits. And that's what the lover does. She focuses on the good traits, the positive traits, the beautiful traits. Okay. She sees that beauty in all things. Um, the lover is also very connected with her body. She is present in her body. Uh, and what I mean by that is, is her feelings. Um, yes, her sexuality, you know, there's no shame with that, with sexuality to her. She is in touch. She's in touch with her body. She's connected to the world around her. And she has this all in attitude and joy of life presence about her. So a lot of, a lot of people who lead with this lover, they are best suited for uh, like the visual arts, performing arts even sales and because they're putting their heart into things, they're passionate, right? It depends, you know, if it's sales, they have to really be passionate about what they're selling. Um, performing arts, you can kind of see them exude the beauty, right? And, and 
bring out the romanticism in their artwork. Um, travel is wonderful for that because travel can be very romantic and very sensual because, I mean, think about traveling places you haven't gone. It's experiencing new things, right? And you're seeing this, the beauty of a new place. Uh, another, another uh, venture guides, culinary arts, What's more romantic than food, right? Is food. Um, so being an artist in the culinary arts and wedding planners, you know, that's another area where uh, lovers can lead famously. Um, writing, you know, businesses where play and fun is the mission of the company. Um, photography and any occupation where their passions can be expressed and they won't bore easily. So that's really important for the lover. The lover can bore very easily. That's why it's important to always light the spark, whether it be in your relationship or in your career or even in just in the daily routine of your life. It's important to light that spark, to become playful, to find the beauty in everything and the joy and the fun, you know, creating fun, making things fun, you know, making the most mundane tasks fun. Um, you can see the lover playing, you know, rock music while she's cleaning the house or, or, or cooking for her kids, right? She's, she's making something maybe not enjoyable fun. Um, so, so this is, this is kind of a lover in her presence. And we talked about like Elizabeth Taylor and, and another one I think of when I think of the lover, um, is Angelina Jolie. I, I mean, she just, everything about her kind of oozes the lover, the sexuality, her sensuality, her love and passion toward her causes, um, her playfulness, which is evident by all her children around her. So she has all these passions, you know, disaster relief, human rights, education, gender equality, adoption, sexual abuse, to name a few. So she is able to use her status and her celebrity to help bring relief to uh, to these causes and help bring attention to these causes. So she is a very, very passionate person, very sensual person. So that's why I think of her. I associate her with having a great deal of the lover, sensual, uh, sacred sister within her. Um, so in another one, I think about that. I'll, this will be the last one I'll mention, but Eartha Kitt. Do you remember Eartha Kitt? She was a singer, actress, dancer, comedian, and activist. And um, she played Catwoman in Batman. She was she replaced Julie Newmar. So she's so sultry. If you ever listen to her singing style, um, it's very sultry. If you remember the song Santa Baby, right? She sang that, right? And say. If you go listen to them on YouTube or on iTunes, but you'll 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 feel her her lover in her. You know, she just exudes that. And uh, so talking about um, balance, I think I think I hear some sound on the call. I don't know if there's um, if there's not muted, um, but I hear some background sound just to let you know. Um, but with uh, with with all the sacred sisters, <clears throat> balance is a key. So here's how the the shadow side of the lover, because we talk about all these wonderful qualities, you know how she invites, experiences world and all her magnificence, right? She lives passionately. But there's also the shadow side of the lover. So jealousy, possessiveness, control, and codependency is the shadow side of the lover. So if you find yourself becoming possessive and hun unhinged due to a love that perhaps turned into obsession, kind of like Glenn Close's character, Alex Forrest in Fatal Attraction, then you'll know your inner lover just bought a ticket on the crazy train. She's out of balance. So it hap if this happens, it's time to pause, get off that train, realign, and activate the wise woman and the healer, which, you know, we'll talk about them in future episodes. Um, but the main thing is to seek that balance and keep, be present, be present in the moment so, and keep your awareness uh, activated. Because when you can see 
ah, I might be stepping over out of balance with the sacred sister, then you can counterbalance and bring her back into balance because it's, it's really important um, to stay in the present moment with any of, you know, wherever you are in your life. This is the spiritual journey is you may be looking toward the future and what you'd love to manifest and how you'd like to see your life um, become, but it's also being in the present moment and being aware. Sometimes we lose that present moment where we want to be in the future. What do we want it to look like? What do we want it to manifest? Who, you know, we want to attract our soulmate, whatever it is, we lose that space of presence. And that's really important. Um, to to stay in connected with your the present moment and where you are. It helps you to stay mindful and helps you to, you know, catch these areas of imbalance when they happen. Uh, so another imbalance of the lover is that boredom factor we talked about. The lover can tire easily. And when flames of passion extinguish, you know, she's on to the next hot topic or hot body, right? So if you lead with the lover energy, um, your, your best thing is to keep the love and passion alive by being creative. And this comes to your work as well, because we all know we can get very bored with our work. So that's when it's time to get creative and say, okay, how can I put this passion back into my work? How can I make it playful? How can I tweak things enough to where, okay, we're changing things up a bit. And this could mean in the bedroom as well. You know, this, this is really important because when the lover is out of balance and she becomes bored with life, bored with her partner, bored with her work, man, all hands on deck. She is out of there and, you know, going off the other end and looking for the next shiny object, you know, and that's where staying grounded and realizing what's happening. Um, being in the present moment is so important because all it takes is the shift, kind of a shift in consciousness, shift in awareness, say, okay, this is what's happening. And this can throw me uh, off the rails if I'm not careful. So how do I balance that? I change things up. I make some, make it playful. I turn up the heat, you know, do something different. You get creative, right? So that's, that's how the, the lover can, can uh, show her shadow side. So it's really important to keep the balance. So when the lover is in all the action, you know, like the, when she's stepping into her place and who she is, how she embodies and shows up in the world, you know, it's that she is that sensuality in everything she does and experiencing the world in all its magnificence. That's why travel can be such a wonderful cure for the lover if she feels like her life is becoming bored, bored or stagnant. Travel is a wonderful thing to help perk her back up into balance. Um, finding a cause that she is passionate about and really stepping into it with both feet and, um, you know, living that passion and doing the work, doing good work that she feels in her heart is worthwhile. And I think that's for everyone. I think we all need to feel the work we do is worthwhile, meaningful, and purposeful. Now, I want to talk a little bit about codependency. And, you know, this is where the lover can get out of balance. That's how it could show up. And I know that's how it kind of showed up for me in the dysfunctional toxic relationship that I was in for 18 years. Um, I became, you know, basically who they wanted me, who my husband wanted me to be. I lost myself. And so many women do. Uh, so when, especially in a toxic relationship with narcissists, crazy makers, emotionally abusive people, even physically abusive people, obviously. Um, but we, you know, you tend to walk on eggshells. You become who they want you to be. You lose a part of yourself. Your confidence and self-esteem plummets. You don't feel attractive or worthwhile. Um, and some of the some of the damaging effects, even after you leave the relationship, even 10 years later after you divorce or get out of that situation, um, you can still see 
the toxic residue showing up in your life. And there's various ways, like maybe you're not as fearless as you once were. You lack enthusiasm. You're less trusting. You feel as though something's wrong with you. You feel unattractive, undesirable. Um, That internal self-critic voice in your head is on high volume all the time. You may even feel physical ailments like pain, you know, anxiety, different, different physical. They can manifest in, in, in the body in many different ways. Um, you sometimes lose that hope, you know, that, that your dreams can become a reality. Um, you lack the, the belief that you can achieve your goals. So, some, so you may stop trying. Uh, you're doubtful that you have the ability to attract a ha- happy and healthy relationship or partner in your life. You can become more cynical and less hopeful. Uh, you might gain weight. I mean, this was uh, part of my uh, issue is it gained a lot of weight, you know, after it's the toxic residue, um, that codependency. You may even experience post-traumatic stress disorder symptoms, okay? Especially, I know a lot of women are experiencing this right now um, with Donald Trump as our president. And I'm not bashing Donald Trump, but this is a fact. Many psychologists and therapists around the country are, are sharing that the, the rise in PTSD from women who were in toxic relationships is at an all-time high now with these women because since Donald Trump has been elected president. Um, so that's why it's really important to, okay, you realize what's happening before you let yourself gain 40 pounds or you, or, you know, you realize what's happening so you can start to shift it before you go down that rabbit hole. Um, so the lover, because she's all about love, you know, we're the lover wants to please, right? So if you're in involved with a narcissist, you're, you're, uh, that's your mission is to please, right? You got to please the, the, the emotionally toxic person in your life because, well, that keeps everything in a peaceful manner. But usually it's so up and down, you never know what can tick them off. So you end up walking on eggshells. So the lover and, you know, some lovers, I look at Elizabeth Taylor again for for an instance, she was able to leave relationships that weren't satisfying her. So maybe that could have been that boredom showing up to where, hey, she, I'm bored. I'm going to leave. I don't know, you know, not knowing for sure, certain. But the other side of the lover is the codependence where you stay in an abusive or toxic relationship. And that was my case, 18 years. I didn't have the courage to leave. So this is where I want to share, you know, my, some of my new work is helping uh, women who've been in toxic relationships, help them to heal this, the residue, right? The residue shows up in our life in physical ways, but it's also in, in the residue of our energy field and our bio field. So by healing that, you know, it'll help you to become, you feel worthy again, attractive and unstoppable again. You know, I remember before I got married, I felt unstoppable. Well, after the divorce, man, I was at an all time low. I didn't feel unstoppable. I felt the lowest of lows. I didn't feel worthy at all because I just spent 18 years uh, in a very emotionally abusive relationship. And that really did a number on me. And the toxic residue, I can tell you it's been 11 years. It's still showing up in certain ways for me. And now that I'm aware that that's what it is, now I'm addressing it and attacking it. I've cleared a lot of it. I've cleared much what had happened right afterwards. I spent the first couple of years, you know, healing and doing the healing work. But some things have creeped in and I've noticed them and I'm like, oh, time to work on these now because they're showing itself. It's showing up in in my uh, couple of my chakras, right? The energy is unbalanced. So that's that's what this work is that I'm doing and incorporating the, the divine feminine energies to be able to harness and activate those so that you can, you know, create your life that's purpose passionate and fun and that's where the lover comes comes in so strong and and that's like I said you want to watch out for any of the codependency or the shadow side of the lover and see what's 
you know, what's right in front of you and heal what needs to be healed. So uh, I'll go ahead and give you the, I'm, I, I'm, I've just created a free Akashic healing meditation. Now, this is good for anybody. Doesn't mean if you had, if you were divorced, it's anybody who was in any kind of a toxic relationship in the past. And I say in the past, because if it's in the present, you may not be ready to heal this. If you, I mean, you could still download this, this meditation and it will be extremely helpful. Um, but I say the past, and it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship. It could have been a parent, a sibling, a coworker, a boss. It doesn't matter. A friend. Uh, any kind of toxic relationship, we, the residue, the toxic residue can show up in our energy field. And I've created, I uh, went into the Akashic field and created a meditation downloaded from my guides to help you uh, clear this at the energetic level and to help attune into, send you attunements from the divine feminine. So it's really a powerful meditation. I think you'll like it and you can receive it at uh, MarianneCandido.com forward slash divorce slash healing. So, um, and I think uh, Claudia will put the link in when she posts this uh, call and uh, as I gave her the link. So that's, that's how the, the, the lover shows up. Okay. She, she, and how she can also go out of balance and what it looks like when she goes out of balance. Okay. So it's, it's, and, and the importance of being present and mindful and really when you're kind of going off the rails and when you need to bring her back in and find the balance using other sacred sisters, using meditation, whatever it is for you to help you get back in balance because the lover, you don't want the lover to go out of balance. Like I said, you can go down a spiral of being either codependent, ending up in a relationship that's toxic for years and years and years like myself, or you could, you know, jump from partner to partner or job to job, right? That was one of my things too. I kind of was a job hopper until I tapped into my passion and become self-employed and started my business of healing and coaching and mentoring women. But that's the thing is when you notice what's going on, then you can say, ah, this is what's out of balance. She's out of balance. My lover is out of balance and how I can get creative to, to uh, bring her back into balance. So with that, I think what we can do right now, if we can do, um, a little lover activation meditation and ritual. So if you want to just go ahead and get really comfortable in your chair and take a nice deep breath in and just have the intention going in, you close your eyes and just intend that you will take whatever you need from this, from this meditation, this visualization, this activation, Whatever you need, you'll take, you'll receive from it. Take a nice deep breath in and exhale slowly. And you're just going to start to be present in your body. And just feel the muscles, feel your feet. We'll start at your feet. Just kind of feel your feet touching the floor, that place where the bottom of your feet are touching the ground. Be present right there in your body, in your feet. And kind of relax your feet. Now we're moving up and go ahead and relax your ankles. Place your attention on your ankles. Now move your attention up to your calves. Just notice being present in your body, moving up into your knees, being totally grounded, moving up into your thighs. And your legs, you're noticing them. They might feel a little heavy, but you're being very present in your body. And they're very relaxed. And you are grounded to Mother Earth. And move up into your buttocks, to your abdomen, your lower back, 
your solar plexus, your chest and heart center. Moving up into your throat chakra, your shoulders, and down your arms. Just feel all your muscles in your arms relax. Your arms, let your shoulders drop as they relax. Notice your neck, neck muscles, and just allow your neck to relax. Moving up into your head, your crown chakra. Now roll your eyes up. And above your head, there's a golden beam of light. And you are just allowing this golden beam of light from the universe to come through. And it's coming through your head and it's moving down through your head, your crown chakra, your third eye chakra. It's balancing you and relaxing you. Your solar plexus, your navel area, and your root chakra. And it's moving down into your feet. So you're now totally grounded and you're connected to source energy. And you're relaxed. Now we're going to think about the lover and all she encompasses. And just think about the qualities, the essences of the lover as I speak them to you. Passionate. Sensual. Playful. Primal. Erotic. Romantic. Seeing the beauty in all things, including herself. She has a vital connection with her body and with the world around her. Immense joy of life. Experiencing the world in all its magnificence. Now we'll go ahead and activate the lover with the mantra. And I will state a phrase and you will silently repeat that to yourself after me. I am the lover. I see beauty in all its forms. I am sensual and romantic. I strive for unity and oneness. I invite others. to touch my heart, my soul, my mind. Bonding we dance. I enjoy feeling the world around me. of my senses. I delight in passion. Joy of life. And connection. My passion is pure, primal, 
and I see the world vividly. I am the purveyor. of Epicurean delights. It's me. With my planet. fire within me I accept and embrace my sensuality sexuality and connection with source, playful, and am completely in full divine expression as I embody the lover. And so it is. Okay. Start coming back into your body. Kind of notice where you may have felt this activation. You may have felt it in different parts of your body, or you may have felt it in a certain chakra, or you may not have felt it. Sometimes we don't feel the activation, but it's happening. And many times with shifts in our life, it just takes a small shift of energy, energy that maybe we don't even realize it, but uh, one small little healing of a certain part of our energy field, um, a certain part of our, our mind, our body will begin to shift things in our life. And that's how it, that's how it works. That's why energy work is so vital uh, to having that healthy, purposeful, passionate life that you so desire. So when you're ready, just kind of move your body a little bit. Think about all the things you're passionate about. Think about how you could bring more fun and joy in your life. Think about what needs some more lover-infused energy into your life. Kind of wiggle or wiggle your hands and feet and come back to the present and open your eyes when you're ready. And perhaps maybe you received some ideas on how, on or insight onto what needs more lover energy and essence or what needs more balancing. Okay, and Claudia, if you want to come on in, I'm ready to talk. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You know, passion is so important in our lives. And as you were talking about that, I had a friend who she would complain about uh, passion, how she would not feel passion for anything and right. I just couldn't understand when she said it. It was like, well, right. the, the little things, don't don't pay attention right. to something big. Don't, aren't you passionate right. of the little flower or something like that? And uh-huh. she would just yeah. say no. 
And mm-hmm. eventually, she uh, well, she developed cancer on mm-hmm. her pancreas and died. Oh, oh, and that's like that. But she, until this last time that we spoke, she uh-huh. always repeated that it was I don't feel passion, and I wonder if that's what made her yeah. pancreas dead. I don't know because pancreas is right. like the sugar, sugar, the sweetness right. of life. So. Right, exactly. And and that's where, you know, it's like find a hobby even because hobbies, getting creative, you can get really I, – I had this, this hobby of painting rocks for my wedding. I, I kind of went all in on, on focusing on just my wedding. We, we planned a wedding. We had three months to plan the wedding, three or four months. And I got really creative because I didn't want to do just the normal, uh, the normal, you know, kind of wedding favor gifts. So Mm -hmm. I got really, really creative and decided to paint rocks. And I painted a different one and everybody could pick their rock. But I found a new passion, you know, It, it was like so much fun. But that's the thing about creativity. Even people who say they're not creative or they don't think they're creative, I'm telling you, just find something that's fun that involves being creative. And it doesn't mean painting. It could be writing. It could be singing. It could be, uh, you know, just it could even be like decorating, whatever it is. Get creative because I, I feel that that is like, the our closest connection to the God source energy because right what is God what is that consciousness it creates that creation energy so when we tap into our own creativity I feel we're the closest you know between that and the love energy as as being close to source and God energy but you never know where your passion is going to show up so I say explore it you know, um, try new things, do different things, try out new things, because you never know, maybe it's, it's travel, maybe it's, you know, wine tasting, who knows, it could be anything, like you said, just learning about new flowers, whatever it is, is seeing the beauty in life, and I would say, she was maybe out of balance a little bit with the lover, you know, because she couldn't mm-hmm. find that. Right. And that's so sad. And, um, but so whenever we notice that it's like, Oh man, I'm not passionate. And, and it doesn't mean you're going to be passionate about something for the rest of your life. It doesn't have to be like that. Even if it's brief glimpses of passion, like I haven't painted a rock since my wedding, which was in August. It was fun. <laughs> and I was passionate about it. Now I'm on to other things. I'm writing my book. Now I'm passionate about that. But it's, it's, it's about finding things even in the moment, even temporary passions, because that helps you to feel alive, right? Um, and, and like for entrepreneurs, the big why, what's your big why? You know, that's your passion. That's what helps you persevere through the adversity. And, and then that's the same thing in life. Find your big why. And that really helps you to persevere and, you know, finding and connecting with your different passions. You don't have to have just one. You know, we have many interests and it's so much fun to explore. That's the human funness, you know, the enjoyment of being human, right, is the exploration of the earth and um, what we can do. So, yeah. So any, do we have any questions? Does anybody yeah. have any questions for me? Let's bring, um, we have a 303 number, which I okay. believe is Marilyn from Colorado, but I don't know okay. because she was disconnected and then came back. Okay. So let's bring okay. this 303 number and please uh-huh. let us know your name and where are you calling us from. Welcome to see Hi. Hi, Claudia. This is Marilyn. I, sorry, was disconnected and now I'm back. Hi, Marilyn. Welcome. How are you? Hi. Thank you so much. I really um, enjoyed um, your presentation today. Um, I do consider, like, the lover kind of an integral part of who I am. Um, Uh And I found some uh, passion and um, some uh, just real joy and connection um, through writing, uh-huh. and um, 
you spoke a little bit about, you know, sort of focusing, you know, and, and that creativity that comes through. And I just wondered, like, you know, general question, how how these things are connected, you know, energetically, um, like the archetype of the lover and my passion mm-hmm. and, you know, what I what I then do, like, how do you find that connection and sort of bring it through in a stronger way? Okay, so what I would say for that is to keep doing it more. So writing, do you have a, like an end result in mind? Are you thinking about a, finishing a book or are you writing poetry? What is it that you write? So I have written uh, an inspiration journal and self-published it. I write a blog mm-hmm. weekly. Uh-huh. Um, I just, I just write and, and it's, but I think what I'm, I'm asking is how do I bring through that connection with sort of my higher self, the divine energy, that source energy through me into my writing? And is that a, an end in itself, like a, mm-hmm. you know, rather than right. having to create a big following or whatever? Right, right. I get you. So meditation is really important, uh, like in guided visualization. So sometimes we lose that, you know, especially for writing. I'm telling you, there's some days where I can't even get a word out. Or the words I write are just nowhere near. I wouldn't show this to my, my book coach because so bad. <laughs> and other days right. it's like, wow, where did that come from? You know, that mm. inspiration. So for me, I have to get in that place of where I'm really grounded and settled. So mm-hmm. one one way to do that, and, and this is one way to really connect, and whatever meditations or ways you connect um, or relax and feel that connection. I mean, you're going to find things that work for you. Everybody is, is different. But for me, I know I need to shut off the digital uh, other than mm-hmm. just using my computer to type. I do that. But like the digital can really hamper those energetic feels and those connection points. Um, okay. I go into my Akashic records. So when I do it, <clears throat> I go into my Akashic records, I bring them around me and then I kind of, can download from my guides if they have anything to share. Um, I also will have like a, I use rose water spray and Mm -hmm. when I go into the Akashic records, but what that does, even if you're not going into your Akashic records, what that does is that helps to clear uh, a lot of the the energy around you. Um, Mm -hmm. Using sage helps to do that. Get really grounded uh, to mother earth. You might want to go out and walk in the grass for a few minutes, connect Mm. with the earth, spend a few minutes outside and setting mm-hmm. your, your intention and being in that quiet space and doing what works for you. Uh, some people do, I don't know if you, have you done morning pages? Uh, I think it's Julia Cameron. No. She, okay. So what that is, and that's powerful for creatives, any kind of creative. Okay. First thing okay. in the morning before you do anything, usually uh, you might want to get a cup of tea or coffee first, <laughs> but mm-hmm. before you do anything else, you write, you just write stream of mind consciousness, right? Whatever comes out, it doesn't matter for three pages. It's almost like a meditation in itself. It clears all that, that chatter that's in your Mm. mind. It clears it. Okay. Okay. So, and then, and a lot of times I have found by doing that ideas come to mind or, you know, something about where I should go the next direction I should go with my writing or, or an idea about it without trying to, because there's no intent, there's no purpose for that. It's just stream of mind consciousness getting it out on the paper to kind of clear your mind. Yeah, I like um, that. Yeah, I think you'll you'll find a lot of uh, creative sparks through that process, and you know, it won't take okay. you long to write up three yeah. pages. You know, but try mm-hmm. that. Let me let me pull a goddess card too for you, and and uh, okay. just give you a because we're talking about the goddess energy and the lover. And um, if you haven't, I have a, a these meditations and a scroll too at uh, awakenyourdivinefeminine.com. You might find that helpful too. Um, okay. So let's see. Ah, so you got Mary Magdalene, which is unconditional love. Love yourself, others, 
every situation, no matter what the outward appearance be. So this is powerful because we're talking about the lover. So it's really funny that she should come up. You know, I, I love these synchronicities, um, but it, it's, it's, it's all about, you know, loving even the place when you're not creative or when you have writer's block or when you mm-hmm. have that time where I just can't connect. Just be present with that and just let it pass, right? And and be okay with that moment because when we struggle with something we don't want, we're going to get more of it. So just notice that, okay, um, I don't feel that connection right now. I don't feel creative, um, I feel blocked. Just notice it and let it go. Just like any other thought that we don't want to have, we just notice it. We it, we're aware of it. Uh, I'm not one for say, like pretending that you're not feeling a certain way. I feel we need to feel our emotions and every part of them in order to process and release it and clear the way for us to transform mm-hmm. those feelings. Right. So make sure you're present. I think that was really important in what I talked about too that applies to you is just be present and okay, today I'm not feeling it. It's okay. Let me go get out in nature. Let me just do some morning pages. Let me do some meditation or whatever it is that you find that works for you because I can tell you what works for me may not work for you. Um, So find something that does and I think I heard the spark in you that said, ooh, the morning pages. So that already resonated with you, and that tells me that that's going to be one of the ways you're going to connect is by doing yeah. that because, because you felt it. And when you I feel did. a resonance and when you're like, ooh, and you sparked up, your energy sparked up. I felt that. I heard that, you know. Yeah. Um, so that's, <laughs> that may be your way. And you might actually create a ritual around that. You might light a candle, yeah. have a clear crystal quartz. You know, whatever it be, it burns some oils. You might develop that into a beautiful morning ritual for yourself that will help you. And and I'm seeing that now. That's all like coming into place. You might have a little altar, but I can see all of this evolving from that one point of writing morning pages and yeah. and exploring with ways that that can help you to really connect with source, your higher self. You know, and Great. imagine. And, and here's one more thing. Uh, what I yeah. do when I go into the Akashic Records, I have a very, various things I do before I can enter mine or someone else's. I do call in. I get grounded. I run energy. And I do call in my higher self to show up above my head. And I imagine my higher self just sitting above my head. And then I ask her to merge with me. And I imagine her merging with me. And I begin to feel all the places, like she doesn't come all at once. So I kind of feel like, okay, she's in my head. Okay, I feel the arms. She's coming in my arms and that sort of thing. So that little visualization mm. exercise may be really helpful for connecting to your higher self. Yes, that, that is really, uh, I can feel that visual, you know, sort yeah. of like an energy flow. That's, yeah. that's wonderful. Thank you, Marianne. You're, you're welcome, Marilyn. I hope that helped. Like, yeah. Yeah. Great. Perfect. I'm excited. Thank you. Good. You're welcome. Thank you, Marilyn. Okay, so before we leave, uh, Marianne, I have a question for you from the chat room. And Uh this person is saying, how long can a marriage go without sex? And how can I help my lover to come back to me? Um, apparently they have been married for a long time and there's not that much sex between them. So, okay. So that's a a great, yeah, exactly. That is a excellent question. So first of all, the, your, everybody has different levels of libido. We're going to start there. That's as the most physical, physical place we could start. Some people's energy for sex is more than others. So if that puts you both out of alignment, which it sounds like that situation. So there's a point of finding that balance and compromise within the two of you, where if we could bring your partner up a little more to speed, and if you were to bring yourself down to meet him halfway in the, just in the beginning to kind of see where that is and to get playful, um, to help with those energies but 
in the beginning, I don't know how it was in the beginning for you. So, and, and age has a factor too. So we're talking about all the physical right now and I'm not a sex expert. So I, you know, you might want to see somebody about that to, to help with, with different ways of getting um, your partner more actively engaged in the bedroom. But let's talk about the lever energy. If you meditate with this, listen to this recording every day and, and just this part that we did the, the meditation and the activation, begin to infuse the energy of the lover within you, begin to feel your passion around you, begin to express your passion around you. And usually when we begin to light that fire within us, when we become more passionate and more activated in the lover, our partners will follow because it's subtle, right? You change, other people follow, other people change, right? When we, when we change ourselves, and I don't mean change who you are, but just transform our energies, get in balance more, we begin to see things outside of us change. So it's, I pulled a card for you, and it's Ishtar. And Ishtar is all about boundaries and loving yourself enough to say no to others. So this may be where in your life, you know, what's demanding your time and energy. You may need to be saying no to that because that may be creating a block in what's going on between you and your partner. So it, it's about loving yourself. And creating boundaries, and not necessarily with this person you're talking about, but maybe with others. Um, so it, it is about bringing that 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 self care within yourself, activating the lover within you, and having boundaries for the areas in your life where maybe you don't feel like you you may not notice, but there's some needing to be some boundaries up because there's some things and some people, situations demanding your time and energy. And energetically, that could be affecting the way, you know, the, the energy in the bedroom. So keep that in mind. Begin to shift the energies within you and around you and see what happens with your partner. And if by doing all these things, you may need to speak to somebody, you know, a sex therapist or marriage and family therapist, because, you know, they're really helpful. They know their stuff. But as far as the energy, this is what you can do right now and see if that's enough to get it to shift. A lot of times it's all about energy and it's about shifting and clearing and balancing our own energies and processing and healing things that we need to heal within us for things to shift around us. So I hope that was helpful. Yeah, thank you. And and you're right, Marianne, it always starts with you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And always set that intention, you know, um, maybe do daily affirmations, you know, I, I, you know, it could be maybe deep inside. There's some things where you're not feeling lovable or desirable. And, and if you were in a toxic relationship, that could be in the past that could have the residue now. So if you're subconsciously feeling that, then this is it's it's showing up in your life in this way, um, even if you're not maybe aware of it. So maybe kind of do some deep digging and see if, if that's what's going on. I'm not sure, you know, you, you, you'd have to kind of process and think about that, but think about all the different ways, you know, and, um, you know, bring that, those affirmations in and feel that lover energy and activate her every day and do Spark some things up. Like you said, get creative. It's about creativity. Come up with different things. What brings your partner joy? If it's going to a baseball game, that might just fire him up. If it's a he, you know, I know my my husband loves baseball. If I was to surprise him and take him to a Dodgers game, I think we'd have um, some really powerful sex <laughs> that night, you know. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, have some, you know, kind of get creative and and. See, you know, spark it, but don't have it be all about, oh, I got to do this and I got to do that. It's more within, shifting the energy within, getting creative, getting playful, having fun with it. And, and without any intention, without any, um, like, uh, getting stuck on the outcome, we don't want you getting stuck and attached on the outcome. 
So just be easy with it, you know, and just go with the flow. Okay. I don't know if that helps, but you know, I, I really want to help you to feel into the lover, activate that energy more and get creative and be playful. Well, thank you. And your suggestion to re-listen to this episode again and again, it's helpful. So thank you, Marianne, for sharing thank that. You. And thank you for callers, for chat users, for everyone that will listen and will get the same benefits as mm -hmm. we that are here with you. So um, we are ready to say goodbye. But before, yeah. I want to remind people that your next episode will not be on um, at the third Friday, but it's going to be in June 6th. So we are actually almost opening the month with Marianne, and we're doing the priestess, correct? Yes, the priestess. Yeah, the energy of the priestess. Yes. Okay. So let's get ready and start evoke, invoking her. Yes. And thank you again, Marianne, and keep thank in you. touch. Thank, Thank you. you. Be well, everybody. Much love. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye. Bye.